0: My last 13 seed at number 51, I have just about everybody's favorite conference, Maction. How great is it to see Maction football on so you can fill your Tuesday and Wednesday with a little something, a little sports on the television. But we'll talk about basketball here, the MAC. Of course, it's the same 12 teams it always is. It's great that in all this conference, realignment and turnover, you know who's going to stay true to themselves and roll out the same 12 every year? The MAC. And that's just what they'll do again. In my top tier, I have in a tier of their own, Akron by themselves. I think we'll be the best team in this conference. It'll be a bit of a disappointment if John Gross doesn't get this team to the NCAA tournament as veteran as they are in the talent on that roster. At two through four, all tied in the same tier, or not tied, but in the same tier, Northern Illinois, Ohio, and Kent State. The tier after that, I have Miami, Ohio, and Toledo. In the last tier, I've got Bowling Green, Ball State, Buffalo, Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, and Western Michigan, all in that seven to 12 back half range. We'll see how that shakes out. But number one, my conference champion, Akron. They do lose their leading scorer. 22 points per game will hurt that Xavier Castaneda is gone. I watched them beat Ohio at home. They were up 19 in the second half. Faltered late, only ended up winning by six. Caused a push. I was very upset about that, but they got the win nonetheless. Their biggest piece back is a double-double machine. I watched this man go for 32-15 and and miss four shots from the field, 14-18 from the floor. Enrique Freeman, who averaged 17-11 a year ago, he's just a beast inside, pursues the boards with so much aggression. They also lost Trendon Hankerson, who was their third leading scorer but Similar to what Tanner Holden did at Wright State. Aaliyah Lee is doing the same thing. Left, went to the Big East, went to Butler. But he's coming back, trying to get Akron back to the NCAA tournament, just like he did a year prior before leaving for Butler. Was about a a 14-point-a-game guy, if I remember right, on that NCAA tournament team. Averaged 6.5 last year in the Big East. My Cal Dawson also gets back healthy that's a nice addition to help as a role guy average six points a game the last year that he was healthy Sammy Hunter Greg Tibble six and eight point a game guys they're both back in the rotation as well so him back Ali Ali I think is a huge help for, with the loss of Xavier Castaneda, they also add Caleb Thornton, a really good point guard for Northern Illinois last year, very familiar with the MAC, averaged nine points, five assists, nearly two steals a game, and then they add a Wichita State role guy. So, the talent added to this roster and a proven point guard MAC contributor, and then Ali Ali, who's had plenty of success for Akron in the past, I think we'll lead this team back to the NCAA tournament for the second time in three years. At number two, I have Northern Illinois. I'm sure that they would love to have Caleb Thornton back, but they won't. However, they do return their three leading scorers. I watched this team lose by 10 to Ball State, but they were down as many as 17 and just kept fighting all game long. Their three leading scorers are David Coit at 15 and a half. Keyshawn Williams, who averaged eighteen and five last year, and Nutter also chipped in twelve and a half and five boards. The six foot seven guard. They were not healthy much of last year. Their leading scorer back, in Keyshawn Williams, only played in two MAC games. They were missing out on his eighteen points, five boards a game throughout almost the entirety of the MAC, and still went five hundred. Bringing back those three leading scorers, assuming health, I see this team being improved on top of that. They went to the Power Six market to bring in three transfers that they hope to have bigger roles here. Most notably, probably going to butcher this name, but Filmon Gerber White out of DePaul, played 21 minutes a game last year in the Big East, averaged six points a game, and then a couple unproven guys out of Oregon and Nebraska that really didn't get to see the floor last year, but hopefully will. At UNI, but their three leading scores, specifically Williams being back healthy, I think has this team contending up near the top of the MAC. And at number three, I have Ohio. Ohio lost their leading scorer, big guy inside, into Dwight Wilson. He was bested when I saw him play Akron by Freeman Enrique inside. But Wilson, definitely productive and a very good MAC player nonetheless at 15.5 and, and 9 points a game last year. They do return some really good scoring guards, all 6-4 or shorter. All three of those guys average double figures in Jalen Hunter, Miles Brown, and A.J. Brown. Jalen averaged 13-4-4-2 four, four, assists. Also, they bring back three guys that average 7 or more and all shot north of 40% from three Two of those were Brown and Hunter, Miles Brown that is, last season. So they're second to six leading scores. That's a lot of continuity coming back, along with a couple power six limited playing role guys. Sharif Mitchell, with the talent that came in in Creighton, him not able to stay healthy. He didn't have a ton of success in the most recent years like he did earlier in his career, saw his minutes dwindle over time, and then Ike Cornish out of Maryland, both those guys will definitely help the talent with the White Wilson gone, but losing that inside presence I see being too much, specifically if you're looking at, you know, them versus a team like Akron. At number four, I have Kent State. Lost sincere carry. He was so crafty and creative of a finisher around the rim. I watched him beat Buffalo by six at home, and then I also watched him lose in the NCAA tournament. To Indiana. They're not just losing him. They're losing Malik Jacobs and Myrene Thomas. All three of those guys were double figure scorers and their three leading scorers last year. But the entire rest of that nine-man rotation is back. And I look for these role guys to not have much of a problem stepping up. Chris Payton is a ridiculously good athlete. I look for him to have a breakout year for Kent State, average seven, five, and one block a game in just 16 minutes. I mean, he's gonna average a couple blocks a game if he's playing 30 minutes like I think he might. Hornbreak, also a five and five guy back. On Cameron Davis averaged seven points a game. Santiago, six foot one guard, averaged seven and a half. And Jalen Sullinger is who I look alongside Peyton to take a massive leap. A 43% three-point shooter averaged eight and a half points per game. And I felt like he got better as the season went along. He's going to have help in the backcourt with the addition of Reggie Bass, a 12-point-a-game guy familiar with the MAC at Central Michigan, now coming to Kent State. In the next tier at 5 and 6, I've got Miami, Ohio, and Toledo. Miami, Ohio, decent amount of continuity, lost their leading scorer at 17 points a night, but do bring back their second, third, and fourth leading scorers Morgan Safford and Anderson Mirambo. 15 and a half and 6, 14 and 6 for those two guys, good rebounders along with good scorers. They bring in a couple D2 transfers along with a Northern Illinois transfer that averaged 9 and 3. Northern Illinois got to be a little upset. I mean, I've got them at 2 and, you know, a couple of their solid contributors from a season ago that could have returned are on pretty good teams in the MAC. Miami Ohio went 6 and 12 or 8th in the conference last year, but I think they will be improved this season with the couple D2 transfers. The UNI transfer and Hunter and bringing back three of their four leading scores should be pretty veteran as well. Toledo went 27 and eight, 16 and two last year were first place in the regular season in the MAC, but their three leading scorers are gone. Ray J. Dennis, Milner, Shumate, all three of those guys averaged over four boards and over 16 points a night. That's a killer to lose those three. Dante Maddox, Tyler Cochran are their two double-figure guys that do return. Both of them shot 43 and 45% last season, and they bring in a double-figure transfer out of William & Mary in Ben Wright. Raheem Moss also averaged 8.5, so they've got four proven guys that clearly can score a little at the Division I level, but that is truly about It And they are going to be pretty young outside of that, going to have to play a lot of freshmen this season. Toledo's definitely going to drop off, losing Shoemate, Milner, and Dennis. Certainly had to be disappointing with all that talent to not make the NCAA tournament last year, especially after winning the regular season. At 7-12, I have in the same tier, Bowling Green, Ball State, Buffalo, and then the directional Michigan's. Bowling Green, Todd Simon in his first season, left after seven years at Southern Utah. Michael Huger let go after eight years at Bowling Green. A lot of the scorers left along with them only bring back their fourth and sixth leading scorer. But they bring in quite a few Double figure scoring transfers. Coach Simon was able to bring over his former player. Jason Spurgeon hopefully can help implement his system, his coaching style to the rest of the team. Averaged 10 and 6 last year. DJ Smith. Another double-figure guy from Arkansas, Little Rock, Deshaun Phillip, averaged double figures last year at Maryland Eastern Shore. They also bring back their fourth-leading scorer who averaged 10-6 and in Sean Agee. And then Trey Thomas, six points a game in the SEC at Vanderbilt, will be a nice addition as well. So that's why I have this Bowling Green team and the talent in the transfer market that they brought in being better than this remaining slew of teams at the back of the pack. Ball State at eight, loses their four leading scorers. They were a fun team a year ago. Demarius Jacobs, Jalen Sellers, Jerron Coleman, Peyton Sparks, all 12 to 14 point a game, guys. They were very balanced and all have either graduated or, or opted to leave the program. They bring a couple near double-figure scoring transfers, eight and nine-point-a-game guys in Jalen Anderson out of Loyola Marymount, and Ethan Britton-Watts out of Boston. Mickey Pearson is back. I watched him go for a double-double in their win over Northern Illinois back in mid-February of the past season. Went for 10-11. and He averaged eight and and five-and-a-half this last year. And Bashir Jahid, seven-point-a-game guy, is also back. But... Those are really the only four proven D1 contributors, and for the remainders, it will be freshmen or a D2 transfer that are going to have to be ready to contribute right away. At number nine, I have Buffalo. Jim Whitesell, gone after four years, wasn't able to repeat the success that Nate Oates had at this program and they decided to fire him despite quite a few conference wins. Decent amount of success in terms of the win-loss column, but not getting to the NCAA tournament. George Halkovich was an assistant at Villanova in his first season now at Buffalo. He's lost five of his six leading scorers, and is pretty much just bringing in freshmen and a juco to replace that. Cy Chapman Averaged 13.5 and six, sat all out all last year. So we averaged that two years ago at Illinois State. And Isaiah Adams, the only double figure scorer returning from this Buffalo team, averaged 12 points a game. Those two guys are certainly going to have to lead the way for this very young, very inexperienced team in Vidge's first year. Eastern Michigan, they lost Amani Bates. He is now in the NBA. Also lost Noah Farkinen. I watched this team get blown out by 26 points to a Bowling Green team that only won five MAC League games and they just destroyed Eastern Michigan and made them like it. I'll tell you what Eastern Michigan didn't like. It was Imani Bates. It was very clear that that team was disconnected in the game that I attended. They lose two of their three leading scorers. Only guy back that averaged over six points a game is Tyson Acuff, who averaged 14 last year for this team. Certainly going to have to lead the way for him. They bring in a a six-point-a-game guy from Binghamton in John McGriff. Um, two guys that didn't get to play very much at their previous power six stops inside a Georgia tech transfer and an Illinois transfer. Maybe this team can be a little bit better with better chemistry with Bates not taking bad shot after bad shot, but I don't see them being much better. And given that this is a conference, only the top eight go to the conference tournament. I don't see Eastern Michigan or any of the dire- directional Michigans making the conference tournament, central Michigan, 5-13 last year, finished tied 9th, lost 3 guys that averaged 12 or more points a game, 2 of them averaged 16 or more in Kevin Miller, Reggie Bass, and Jesse Zarzula. They do bring back a 14.5-6 rebound guy in Brian Taylor. Marcus Harding did average 9 for this team. But that's really all of the proven scorers that are back. Going to be a ton of JUCOs and unproven guys outside of the two D1 transfers. And Paul McMillan, who averaged six at NJIT, and Anthony Pritchard. I watched Pritchard in high school play my hometown Fort Gibson. He's a very good basketball player. Averaged nine points, four assists, three rebounds in the American at Tulsa last year. Look for him to have even more success with a bit of a step down in competition into the MAC, and he's going to have to have a ton of it for this team to even make the conference tournament, in my estimation. Then at number 12, I have Western Michigan, who is dead last at 4-14 and in this conference a year ago, and they lose their three leading scores. Northern Illinois, all three of their guys that were impactful in the rotation that left— all went to Mac schools. Anthony Crump averaged eight and five. He will now be at Western Michigan. That's also what Titus Wright averaged, who is Western Michigan's leading returning scorer, along with Seth Hubbard, averaged seven and a half, shot 42% from three. No one on this roster averaged more than eight points a game last year. Because of that, I don't see this Western Michigan team having much more success than what they did a year ago. Last in the conference. So at the top, I have Akron in a tier of their own with the transfers. Caleb Thornton, Ali Ali, and then most notably Enrique Freeman manning the middle inside. A great rebounder, a good scorer, does an awesome job of using his body and playing physical. The six foot seven senior plays so much bigger than that. Akron will win the MAC with Northern Illinois, Ohio, and Kent State, as I have as the teams a tier below trying to chase Akron.